Hey everybody, Max Kevin here's Little Geeky Podcast. It's not too long. Well, let's just get right into it, huh? Let's just get right. You guys watch the UFC? I hope I'm not spoiling. Maybe you haven't watched it yet. Maybe I'm spoiling. Maybe I'm spoiling like those rotten eggs that have been in your fridge since last year, just sitting around. You know, you just bought you bought them pre-corona. You know, you go you go into the supermarket right before the virus hit. You'd be like, I should stock up on eggs. And, you know, and then the virus hit, and you're like, Oh my God, the corona cam! I can't eat these eggs now. And you just let them sit in your fridge, and now they're all fucking rotten. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, UFC, dude. You holy, holy guacamole, holy guacamole. This UFC. What I mean, where do I even start? Where do I even start, dude? I guess I guess I'll start with the biggest, the biggest upset of all time since the last time. The biggest upset of all time since the last, the last time there was the biggest upset of all time. Amanda Nunes, Juliana Pena. Holy shit, dude. Holy shit, dude. Did anyone think anyone think she was gonna lose there? Can't be, I can't believe it, man. I can't believe she okay, she she totally fucked up my parlay. Some fucking dude. Some guy bet three hundred thousand dollars on Amanda Nunes to win to win twenty five thousand. <laughs> and he lost. He just lost three hundred thousand dollars. Oh man. Um, um, uh, my parlay's got messed up too, you know? My parlay's got messed up too, because I figured, yeah, man, just add Amanda Nunes. Easy win, you know? Holy shit. Holy shit. Who would believe that would happen, man? I don't, I don't know what happened. I mean, maybe Amanda knew this. She didn't take it seriously. You know, she, I mean, that second round there, she was just like, she was she was channeling Cody Garbrandt, you know? She's like, oh, I just got punched in the face eight times. Maybe I should just keep standing here and, and, and trading blows, even though I'm missing and she punches me. It's like, hey, maybe, maybe take a step back, reset. Maybe try to wrestle. Maybe try to do something besides just stand there and get punched in the face over and over. You know, I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking there. I don't know, man. Maybe, I, I, like, maybe Amanda Nunes, all her other fights, you know, she just, she just won just by, just by bullying the other person, you know, just by standing there and banging, you know, it's like, oh, you can't bang with me, I'm fucking Amanda Nunes, you want to stand and bang, you know, but this time it didn't work out, man, this time it didn't work out, yeah, I don't know, she, she just looked really bad, man, it's like, she didn't, I don't know, I don't know, maybe she didn't prepare, maybe she bought into her own hype, you know, Maybe she just thought it would be a walk, cakewalk, you know? Didn't even, didn't even prepare for this fight. I don't know. I don't know what you gotta ask. You gotta ask her. You gotta ask her what she was doing. But uh, you know, looks like there'll be a rematch there. And uh, who knows? Who knows? You know? Maybe Amanda Nunes take it seriously. You know? Or I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Of course. Uh, so that uh, that fucked up all my parlays. So immediately I'm down twenty bucks. I'm just like, oh god, oh god damn it. You know? I would have been up. I would have been up twenty bucks, but instead I'm down twenty bucks. You know, uh, of course we had Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. Uh, man, man, that was a uh, that was that was a dirty fight, man. That first round there, they were just throwing down, dude. They were just throwing down. Dustin Poirier was doing the jabs. He's doing the he's doing the dirty Louisiana hooks. You know, Oliveira was doing those dirty knees. Man, every time they got in the clinch there, you know, there's every time they got in the clinch, Poirier was just boxing them up. And all of that would just knee him. It's like, holy shit, dude. The amount of damage these guys are taking. And then, and then finally he gets him in that, that standing that standing choke. Wearing him like a backpack. Uh, man. Anyway, uh, congratulations, Charles Oliver. Uh, yeah, I thought that fight could go either way. And uh, yeah, Oliver looks, he looks pretty good, man. He's going to fight Justin Gaethje next. I don't know. I mean, Justin Gaethje might have a striking advantage. But Oliver, he's got, he's got all the skills, man. He's got he's got striking, wrestling, jujitsu. 
So I think maybe uh, you know if he if he gets past Gaethje, you know maybe uh, and uh, and uh, Islam Makachev gets past uh, Dariush, you know, but that'll be the matchup there. And even in that fight, I think maybe Oliveira might have the edge. Might have the edge. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. It'll be a year for the. It'll be a a new year, you know. Then of course, so we had Kai Car friends with Cody Garbrandt. Holy shit, man! I thought Cody Garbrandt, you know, he'd do a little better, you know. Go down, you know, he's gonna swing and bang. Can't swing and bang with the boys at 135, so maybe he'll go down to 125, start swinging and banging with the boys. But man, he just got he's got almost knocked out that first punch. And right when that happened, I was just like, oh no. Oh no. He's got no chin. His chin's totally gone. And uh yeah, man. Uh that's that's just sad. That was just sad watching that, dude. Poor Cody Garbrandt, man, he's got no chin left. He's got nothing's nothing's left of his chin, man. He uh, swang and banged too many times with T.J. Dillashaw, and then Marlon Marias, and then that other dude. Maybe it wasn't Marlon. I don't know. He got knocked out way too many fucking times. Uh, he's only thirty years old, man. That's the problem. Is like he's in his prime, but like he just he's got no chin left. He's got he's got, he's got too many concussions, dude. I don't know. He should probably retire. You know, save his brain. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And of course, Sean O'Malley, snow cone boy. Snowcone boy performed uh, as good as everyone did. I don't know. There's really nothing, not much to say about that fight. We'll see what happens to Sean O'Malley. Maybe he'll fight. He'll fight someone. He'll start fighting someone good. Actually, we'll see. We'll see how good he really is there. And uh, of course, Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz with Pedro Munhas. Holy yeah, man! I thought uh, I bet on him too. And uh, yeah, in that first round there it looked like he was almost out, but uh, Herb Dean let him fight. Was it Herb Dean? I don't know. I don't know who it was, but but I let him fight. <laughs> And then, of course, he come back and won, won the next two rounds, you know. And, uh, and of course, Dominic Cruz is famous for uh, for getting pissed off that he they stopped the fight with Cejudo. And uh, so, you know, he's like, good. He's like, great, ref. Thanks for not stopping the fight. So I won. Uh, yeah, then, of course, we got Fat Boy, Tai Tuivasa versus Fat Boy, Augusta Sakai. I was thinking about I was thinking about betting on that one, on, on Tuivasa. But, uh, I don't know, these heavyweight fights, you never know how it's going to go. So, uh. anyways, great night of fights. Still can't believe that fucking upset, man. Mana Nunes. Mana Nunes, you, you owe me 20 bucks. You, you owe me 20 bucks for channeling Goaty Garbrandt. I'm just fucking trying to throw down. Alright? I don't know what she was thinking there, man. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, anyway, uh, a fight talk. Um, did a little comedy show last night. Did a little comedy show last night. It was, it was good. It was fun, you know? Went to this new venue. It's pretty small. It's a Japanese size, you know. It's about as big as my apartment, which is quite small. But uh, the good thing is, you know, if only like 20 people showed up, it's it's fucking, it's sold out, you know. Max, pa- max it's packed to the max, you know. So anyway, I get there, you know, we, and uh, see the audience. Not too many people, you know, maybe uh, 10 audience members at first there. And, uh, well, the problem is only one of them, maybe two of them can speak English. You know, the other ones are Japanese people. That, uh, well, they're not, they're definitely not native speakers of English. You know? <laughs> Oh, God, and everyone's going up there, doing their sets, and just, like, it's, like, no one even understands. The only people that are laughing are the people that can understand English. <laughs> like, oh, God, and I'm just sitting there watching, thinking about do- thinking about my set coming up. I'm just like, oh, no, oh, no. what am I going to do? You know, I got I to gotta change my jokes around, because none of these people speak English, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's great. It's great doing comedy in Japan, man. Do these shows where no one speaks English, you know, so anyway, I, uh, I went up there and I just, I did my set, I slowed it down a little bit, you know, I slowed it real down, which was kind of a good experience for me, because 
That's what I should have been doing this whole time. Like, I'd have more than an hour of material if I just slowed down. If I talked at that pace that I that I talked at uh, at that last show there. And there was this one dude sitting in the front row. He couldn't he couldn't speak English at all, man. <laughs> he was just... He had this look on his face. Like, you just tell the joke. And you know when someone's confused? You know, like, you talk to a dog and it does, like, the head tilt thing? Like, that's what this guy was doing. He had the most confused look on his face, trying to figure out what we were saying. <laughs> oh, God, I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, every joke every joke I told, I'd just confirm it with him, you know? And he'd just be like, oh, sorry, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yep, all right, next joke. But, uh, yeah, it was good. You know, I had a good set. Uh, even the people whose uh, whose English wasn't that great, you know, they, I got them laughing because I was I was uh, speaking slowly, you know. Yeah, I noticed a lot of the comedians there. It's like they did not slow down at all, and I was just thinking, I was just thinking like, oh no, you gotta you gotta read the audience here, man. Guys, you can't you can't be speaking normal normal English speaking speed, man. These people don't understand English, you know. You gotta you gotta slow it down. And of course, the last guy up there, he's uh, Evans from Kenya. You know, he's got like a Kenyan accent there. So, so he, he was having trouble too, you know, because, I don't know, I, th- I think it's probably more difficult for non-native speakers to understand what he's saying too, so. Oh, it's good, it's funny, you know, and then afterwards I was talking with the other comedians and, you know, we were just talking about like how we can promote our shows, how we can move forward, you know, trying to get more YouTube audiences, you know, and then the other comedians were kind of encouraging me too. They're like, you got to do, you got to do more YouTube, man. It's like, you got to be successful too. You know, we got, we, we got to build the fucking scene, man. We got to build this stand up scene. We got to teach these goddamn Japanese people what it means to laugh. You know, they don't do, they don't understand stand up culture. They do this dumb shit called manzai where it's two people where one guy just says something stupid and the other guy hits him on the head. And that's the, uh, that's the epitome of Japanese comedy. We got to teach them real comedy, stand up, you know? It was good. I was talking with them, and um, yeah, I just I just felt like re- I feel reinvigorated, you know. I feel really mo- re uh, re motivated to do to do comedy again. Just, uh, yeah, I just felt good, man. It's I, it's something I really needed, you know, just to have a good set and then talk with the other comedians about how we can how we can build build up the scene, how we can improve ourselves, how we can get more YouTubes, you know. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a good night. It's a good night overall. It's a good night overall. But of course, uh, you know, I was uh, blood red irate on Friday there. On Friday there, I was waiting for those CPI numbers. Uh, of course, the I don't know if you guys were watching that. The CPI released to 6.8. It's the uh, highest highest inflation rate in 40 years. And of course, uh, gold and silver. Well, gold and silver went up. They went up. Gold went up a whole $10. They went up a whole $10. Highest inflation uh, in 40 years. And uh, gold went up $10. And so it's like, what, 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 what is going on, man? I still, I, I just cannot believe this. It's like, this is the only time in history where gold has gone down. Like, gold, gold and silver are the only thing that didn't, you know, inflation was 6.8%, but gold and silver have gone down since last year. So they're not being inflated. I mean, how is that possible? How is it possible that the only thing that are supposed to act as an inflation hedge are the only thing not going up in the highest inflation of 40 years? You know, it's just just makes me so goddamn blood red irate you know because it's it's just uh it's just so obvious that that's fucking global conspiracy but goddamn global banking mafia you know anyway i don't want to get too uh i don't want to get uh killed by the cia or whatever you know but uh it's just it's just bullshit man this is the only time in history where there's been low interest rates and uh quantitative easing and uh 
where gold didn't go up. And not only were there low interest rates and quantitative, but the inflation numbers are higher than they've ever been. It's like a triple threat. I mean, back in the double threat times, you know, gold went up 200, 200 300, 400, 500, 600 percent, you know. 2001 to 2011, gold went up 600%. And uh, it's just go, it's going down now, even though the same conditions are uh, are happening in the worst conditions. And inflation's high, and it just says, I don't know, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. Of course, we got, uh, we got an announcement this week. Uh, the Fed's going to meet. They're supposedly, everyone's expecting that they're going to uh, announce that they're speed up the taper and raise interest rates. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna fight inflation. Yeah, that's another thing. I was re- I was listening to the great Peter Schiff, you know, talking about how the CPI numbers are all fucking bullshit because they don't they don't count housing, you know, because renting and housing costs have gone up twenty percent, but in the CPI calculation they only calculated it as four percent, and it's like, uh, and that's twenty that's twenty five percent of the CPI calculation. So if they just included if that if they didn't fucking lie about the housing prices and just included the real housing prices in the CPI calculation, it'd be more like more like eleven percent. The CPI this. Uh, this year would be eleven percent, but it's just oh god, oh god, everyone's so goddamn dumb, you know. So anyway, I just uh, I just get blood red. I read about that. I just get uh, I just get blood red. I read about that, you know. So um, yeah, the Fed's supposed to announce this week that they're going to speed up the taper and raise interest rates, and they're they're going to fight inflation. Which uh, you know, when we had the same we had the same exact inflation forty years ago, they uh, they had to raise interest rates of twenty percent, and of course they're going to fight inflation this time by uh, raising raising rates by zero point two five percent. You know, maybe maybe twice or maybe three times next year. That'll that'll fight inflation. That'll do it. That'll do it. You know, it's just uh God. I don't know, man. It just bothers me how dumb everyone is. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy, you know. Anyway, uh, you know, besides that, uh, applying for some more jobs, you know, I gotta mail I gotta mail these things in. Cause apparently, you know, they don't have email, these fucking schools. So I gotta I got to uh, mail this. I, I'm applying this one. The, the Tokyo University of Music. It's a it's it's a school for musicians. They're going to learn how to play their clarinet, and they're going to learn how to speak English, you know? And they're going to be like, teacher, teacher, my valves need to be degreased. I'm like, all right, well, keep blowing on your reeds. All right. You need more percussion. All right. You know, it'd be a great gig is to be a conductor. You know, you just stand up there, you just wave your hands around, and everyone everyone thinks you're fucking, you know, you're great. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm a conductor. I just wave my fucking hands around, get paid a hundred thousand dollars every concert. Everyone, everyone thinks I'm awesome. Everyone, I don't even do. I don't play any instruments. I don't even write any music. I just stand up there, wave my hands around, pretend like I'm doing something. They could replace me with a metronome, but you know, uh. Anyway, I need a new job. That's not. <laughs> That's another thing I was talking about with my community friends last night. I was like, oh, God, I got to get a new job, man. It's like, even if I get these teaching jobs at the university, they don't, they don't pay that much, you know? It's like, all my friends are. Even if I get a full time teaching job, all my friends are going to be making double the money as me. It's like, oh, what am I doing with my life, man? I got I to gotta get a new job. I got to get. I got to figure something out, man. I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll become a UFC fighter. Make my UFC debut, you know? Charles Oliveira, you want some of me? I'll fucking knock you out, dad. I'll knock you out. A knock, yeah. All right, anyway, thanks for listening, mate. We'll see you tomorrow.